This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. Good to see you again. So, uh, the virus. The virus finally caught up with us as a household, and so we've had COVID. <laughs> we managed to dodge it for four years. Hey, we got nothing to complain about, and a lot of people have had it a lot worse, I know. So, um, yes, apologies for the sound of the voice and being a bit nasally. But we're heading in the right direction. I'm no longer positive. I'm now testing negative. Whoa, good stuff. So we're heading in the right direction again, uh, which has got to be good. People make assumptions about alpacas. And that's what I want to talk about today. What assumptions do people make? Well, there's lots of them. And we make them all the time. But there are three in particular. One is that they spit. Really? Well, they do. I Sorry, I have to be honest and say, yes, alpacas do spit. Usually they're spitting at each other. Occasionally they happen to be pointing your direction and spit at you, but not at you, if you understand <laughs> the, the subtle difference. It doesn't make a lot of difference because you still get covered, but yeah. There are other times when it's directly directed at you, and that's because it's one of their breakaway skills. It's a, a thing that they use to keep you at bay, keep you, move, get you to move away, get you to stop doing what you're doing. So it's, it's a clear signal that we need to be aware of. Now there's a pre-signal, there's a sound that they make when they're loading up, ready to spit, and because they're regurgitating their stomach contents from the first stomach that comes up and it's a green gunk. It's pretty disgusting. It smells disgusting. And it does dry and then brush off quite quickly, but... Yeah. So do they spit? Yes, they do. But you have to work hard at it normally. Or you have to ignore protocol. <laughs> alpaca protocol. Alpaca signals. Things that they do and don't like. So it's useful to be around them a bit before you closely engage with them. Nose to nose generally isn't such a good idea for most alpacas. Uh, but you can come alongside them and engage with them and look them in the eye and that kind of stuff, but not in a way that makes them feel threatened. That's what they're going to respond to and react to. So they do spit, but you have to work hard at it. And I've talked before about kind of having an awareness of of alpacas and of what's going on around you. So there's the peripheral vision and sounds. So you're kind of picking them up Without looking directly at them, you're picking up movements and picking up other things. And uh, generally, that's a really good skill to have, and I encourage you to, to develop it. It's good. Uh, but don't make your mistake like I did, where you forget to keep your eyes front as well. I managed to, uh, when I was feeding them the other day, I managed to upset Megan. Not, not massively, but enough for her to spit at me. <clears throat> now, she spits at the drop of a hat anyway. Uh, generally, but she's been getting used to me and allowing me to uh, touch her a bit, which is assumption number three, which we'll come back to, that they're really cuddly. Um, so do they spit? Yes, they do, but generally not, unless they're upset. So this is an assumption people have that alpacas will spit, and there are precursing, 
precursor sounds. So I, I didn't pick any of that up from <laughs> from my interaction with, with Megan. And what I was doing was bending down. I was near her. I was facing her. I bent down to pick up the bucket, which was slightly behind her, actually, but near her. So I was bending down to pick up the bucket. I was giving them food. I was being nice to them. I was being nice to her. I was going to give her some food. She didn't like the fact that I suddenly bent down, moving forwards, bent down towards her. She took this as a little bit of a threat, and she spat at me. My head was lowering at the time, so I ended up (laughs) with a forehead full of spit and all the front of my hair. Now, as I said, the good news is that it dries quite quickly and brushes off. The sort of the bad side of that is that the smell stays with you all day. So I did have to um, put that right when I got back into the house. So there was nothing malicious about it. She wasn't trying to attack me. It is a breakaway skill when a line has been crossed and they're feeling threatened. So they don't always spit, but they can. So being around them, it's useful to be aware of that kind of behavior. But don't get paranoid about it. So that was number one. Number two, the assumption that people make, I think, is that they're slow. Alpacas move slowly. They're not quick animals. And this is not true. That's an assumption that's not true. Because they do a lot of sauntering. They do a lot of moving slowly. They kind of will walk in in file, really. They will follow each other. They will follow a track. There are desire lines. Do you know what a desire line is? It's a, a path on the ground where they've repeatedly passed backwards and forwards. It's to do with the um, the topography, so the sort of shape of the ground. So what's the easiest route? And it's also most direct, probably. So it's a combination of those things. Anyway, you end up with a definite path, which they regularly take. That's a desire line. So... There are desire lines, they'll follow those and they'll kind of walk one after the other. And uh, they're just kind of coming towards the food slowly and meandering around, having a bit of graze here and a little bit of mooch there. They're kind of slow in a lot of that. But when they want to move quickly, they can. If you call them and uh, they're keen, (laughs) they will come running, particularly... They follow each other. So if one starts running, then the others are likely to come running. And if you're trying to get them into a particular place and you've opened the wrong gate or haven't closed the gate that you should have closed, ha, there speaks the voice of experience. Then trying to get in front of them to head them off and bring them back the right way can be impossible. (laughs) They are really quick. And however fast I run... I can't outrun an alpaca. So even a sprint is not really, for most of them, is not quick enough. Particularly, you know, if you're going after them, if you're behind them running like you're trying to catch them, they will speed up and they will avoid you. And if there's a group of them, occasionally you can can get for some of them. And I, I know I've had the situation where I've managed to head off the group but not all of them and some of them were separated this is a recipe for disaster because they will try and get back together so you're best off putting them all back together working them as a group but just be aware that they're not as slow as they appear to be 
They walk very slowly and sedate, but they can sprint and can be very fast. And uh, the boys are really fun because they're coming downhill when we call them down for their food. They come downhill and they dodge and weave and follow the desire lines that they've developed. It gets lost in the vegetation later in the year when it greens up, but at the moment it's very clear the route that they prefer to come when they're coming downhill. And they'll hurry down and, and it's, it's, a, it's a delight, it's a delight to, to behold. So they move quicker than you might expect them to. A third assumption, and these are not the only three by any means, the third assumption that often is the case is that people have an assumption they can be cuddled because they're very cuddly looking, which they are. They are cuddly looking. They don't like being cuddled though. They're not that kind of animal, really. They're field animals, really. And uh, they will allow you, on their terms, to be more close up to them and to for some of them to, to allow for a little neck rub. Um, they don't like their legs being touched, particularly. And they, they don't like being grabbed and restrained. So you have to balance all of that. There are times when you do need to hold them still. There are times when you do need to lift a foot to look at an injury. Why is this animal limping? I had another one yesterday. And that's that time of year. Winters are in the UK is a time when you will suddenly find alpacas limping for no apparent reason. Uh, a knock, a, a bump, a something. But there could be thorns around. There could be some kind of infection brewing there, some injury that's got infected. So you do need to check it out. And they need to be familiar with you and trust you enough for you to lift the foot without them feeling they need to resort to that first assumption, which is that they need to spit. Um, I keep straightening Millie's coat and she's becoming more accepting of that, but she doesn't like it still. So, uh, yeah. So those are my three assumptions that people have. One, that they spit. Two, that they are slow. And three, that they like to be cuddled. Uh, None of those are the full truth. And I'm sure there are others. Can you think of others? Other other assumptions that people have about alpacas. What what assumptions have you got? Or what assumptions have you heard? Uh, Why don't you drop me me a line at steve at alpacatribe.com. Let me know what assumptions people have about alpacas. Love to hear from you. So spring is approaching. There's been a lot more bird activity. And I've noticed that the, the great tits have been starting to do their particular kind of like a seesaw call. Can you hear it? There it is. And there's a lot more of those. Around. It was almost like one day somebody flicked a switch and all the, the birds were singing a lot more. And that call started to appear. It wasn't there a few days earlier, but it was very evident on that day and, and going forward. Uh, the thrushes have started to be much more vocal as well. And down at the stable, certainly, the robins are very busy singing away. And all the other birds, the chaffinches and the things. And uh, dippers. No, we haven't, haven't got any dippers. Uh, wagtails. We've had wagtails. Dippers come a bit later in the year. And we've had the odd visitor come through the bullfinch. A pair of bullfinches in the rambles at the back of the house um, they never stay still long enough for me to catch a picture of those the the other day the the birds disappeared the the swans 
on the lake and the, the other the ducks and they all just disappeared so they got twitched by something but they're back again so that's nice so we've had them back and we've had some geese as well and we've also had the usuals but also some goosanders a pair of goosanders back around and they come and go a bit but uh, they, they're st- it's this time of year again they tend to, to visit for quite a while which is really nice to see this little flash particularly when the sun shines <laughs> it does it it does down again but uh, we've got various downpours of, of rain and strong winds and then it goes away again and then it goes a bit cooler and then it it's just what it does at this time of year isn't it not complaining and there I know there are some major storms that's been happening in the US and other places too and other places there's all wildfires going on so it's just you know, I was down in uh, Chile in South America Wow. We we are experiencing a lot of weather, that's for sure. And there does seem to be a shift in the climate. So, little shift in the colour of the grass as well. I think with that little bit of sun we had, and we just had a little bit of deepening. Is that the best word to describe it? The grass was greener. There was a depth to the green that we haven't had through the winter. And uh, we've still got a way to go, but the grass is still growing on. It's still been warm enough for that. And the colour is just shifting slightly. A little bit of evidence here and there of little buds on the trees and some of the other plants. So that's all nice to see. So I've also noticed, I'm delighted, the fact that it's getting lighter. Not just theoretically on the clock, but experientially it's getting lighter in the evenings, which is so, so nice. Much prefer that. So I hope you can stay well, stay away from those nasty viruses, whatever they are, especially covid and if you can, go spend a bit of time with your alpacas and breathe. Take care. See you again soon. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.